2: Welcome to the season finale of Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show, exclusively on PoppyChuloRadio.com. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, May seventeenth, twenty sixteen, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-host to our season finale broadcast. She went to hell and back, and she's not afraid of the warden. It's Katie Cat. No, I'm not. Hey, guys. Katie always gets
3: you. the badass
0: ones. I know, well... The shoe fits.
2: <laughs> well, hey, damn. I
0: thought she wanted to destroy magic, so. Well, okay, that's true.
2: <laughs> oh my.
3: Hey guys.
2: Next up, for better or worse, this is now who she is. It's Ashley Michelle.
0: Hey guys. That's pretty badass. Come on,
1: Ashley. That good. Yeah. you felt bad and gave me yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well no i think hers is a little bit better but um we'll, we'll be the judge of it and she is the one person in the land without magic with magic it's priscilla
0: Ooh, as i like do a magic spell which is useless in this case but yay i'm, I'm happy with my <laughs> intro hey everybody we're gonna have fun
2: We will. So a few special announcements, though. We have a couple of special announcements before we start. Remember, listeners, in one week we will be releasing our Season 5B Postmortem. That will be on uh, May 24th. And then in two weeks, on May uh, 31st, we're going to be releasing a special Once Turns 100 Retrospective uh, Postmortem where we're going to go back way back to Season 1 and 2 when... uh, our show, Storybook Weekly Mirror, didn't even exist. And we're going to talk about everything Once Upon a Time from season one up until present day. And later on this summer, more than likely July ish, we will be revisiting Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, the spin off series, with our own show appropriately titled Storybook Weekly Mirror in Wonderland. Yay. Yay! Thank you for the excitement. Although it was (laughs) delayed, but I approve. Alright, so let's jump into our recap of episode 5.23, season 5, episode 23, the season finale of Once Upon a Time, which was titled An Untold Story and aired May 15th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. With the possibility of magic being destroyed and the fate of Storybrooke hanging in the balance, it's a race for Emma and Regina to track down Henry before Gold can find him first. Regina continues to struggle with her frustrations over her former evil self, and elsewhere Snow David, Hook, and Zelina are imprisoned and must contend with two very disturbed individuals that may give Gold a run for his money. Alright, the season finale, hour two of the two hour season finale, the official final episode of season five. What was everyone's initial reaction to it? We'll start off with Katie
0: liked the second
3: half pretty well. I thought it was intense. It still was not my favorite episode in the world and I'm still kind of like eh. But if I were to re-watch any of them or either of them I would probably watch this one first even though it doesn't make sense but I don't know. Oh my. I just like Hyde, okay? <laughs> he carried it for me.
2: Well, there you go. Ash, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think that they... What I thought was going to make this episode a great episode, they kind of ruined for me with Regina's whole thing because they could have taken that and like spread it out over the next season and made it into more of a fight and showed us that she was really struggling and then have that be a last resort, but... It, it was kind of just like, hey, you can do this. Okay, sure, let me just shoot this up like heroin. And pissed me off. Damn. But definitely, I'm with Katie on Hyde as a very enjoyable character to watch. And I'm looking forward to having at least half a season with him. And I like this episode more than the last one. Which
2: isn't That's, saying much. Yeah. Well, damn. Priscilla, your thoughts.
0: So, I have my own opinions as to like what's going to happen throughout the rest of like the uh, the next season because of what happened in this one and I'll I'll, I'll get to it when the ta- when w- we get more into detail about it. But as of now, like my initial thoughts are I gave this a first watch, like what Ashley said in our previous episode, that I watch it once live and then I give it another shot again before we record this. And live, I absolutely hated it. I'm like, this is like the weakest season ending ever. Why? But I make it a habit that if I get glimmerings or hints as to w- the like maybe an upcoming storyline or something, that I brush up on the fairy tale or brush up on the story... And I remember, like, taking a look at the the mysterious the, the mysterious case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde again, and I was like, oh my god, here are some themes that I hadn't noticed that tie in like these two episodes that tie in this. And so I'm willing to give it more of the benefit of the doubt. It's not my favorite season finale, and it is like the worst season finale in my opinion. But it's still interesting. Like, it was an interesting episode, not a good finale. See, I watched it twice, and I loved it the first time, and I fucking hated it the second time. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> you two are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
1: Shaka Hyde. Priscilla, why we gotta fight like this? I'm not Brittany.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I agree with everybody. It, it certainly was a little bit better than the first hour, but... I don't know, it's like there are elements that are really good, especially in the new realm, which we finally get a name for, and it's just, I don't know, like the New York stuff, you know, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't fantastic, in my opinion, and I believe I said this exactly, like almost word for word, at the end of last season, where, like, previous seasons, I would say 1, 2, and 3, I was always left with, at the season finale, like, oh my gosh, I wish there was an episode next week because I need to know what happens next. Last season, I didn't get that feeling because, to be quite honest, there was no way that Emma was going to be the dark one for long in my opinion, like, because of the, the trope that they were doing of the half-season arcs, I was like, okay, she'll be the Dark One for the first half of the season, and then there'll be something else in the second half of the season. So I didn't see a sense of urgency in seeing what was going to happen next at the end of last season. And then at the end of this episode, I was like, okay, you know, it's going off for a couple months. I'm okay with it. and No rush to see the next episode, because... You know, I I kind of feel like I know what they're going to do and even though I agree with some of it, I don't agree with the other part of it. So, I guess it'll all make sense throughout this recording because I'm even confusing myself. Who knows what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to follow. I
2: know I was too, and then I got lost. <laughs> I got into another realm. <laughs> All right, but if you're lost, you know, before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.comslash mirror. Follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply at Papichulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at papichulo.radio.com. Are you interested in joining the Papichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at papichulo.radio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Papichulo Radio programs by visiting papichulo.radio.com/slash/archives and search for Storybook Weekly Mirror through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And. Uh, it would be nice if you could leave us a review so that we know what you think of the show and uh how you think we're doing. Right, Katie? Yes. Please
3: leave
0: great
3: reviews. We want to yeah. know what you think.
0: This is how we <laughs> get this is how we get more viewers to watch us. It's Yeah. By, by other people reviewing and saying like what they feel about it so exactly
2: good or bad uh, we'll take it all in
0: yep your hate
2: will make us stronger exactly. no let me stop
0: Your constructive criticism will make us stronger. There,
2: that's much more accurate. All right, listeners, because we are on iTunes, I feel like, uh, at least for this episode, we need to do kind of like, you know, in in the malls, they have the directories and then they have the big star, like the arrow that says, You are here. For those that have subscribed to us via iTunes, if you're listening to this and you're probably wondering, why aren't they talking about Only You? That's because we did an entire other broadcast for Only You, so you have to make sure that that one downloaded as well, just an FYI. So make sure you go listen to that one, so put us on pause, go to listen to that one, then come back and join us here while we talk about the second hour of the two-hour season Finale. So let's just get this out the way because uh, at least we'll get into a better understanding on what we're dealing with. At the very start of the second hour, we learn about this realm because uh, we have uh, Dr. Jekyll uh, helping uh, the uh, imprisoned Zelina, Hooks, and David uh, uh, escape you know he's had uh stolen uh, the orderly's uh key and um he uh he isn't sure where the wand is uh that you know the the warden apparently stole the wand but uh they end up leaving the asylum and it turns out that they are in a sort of unusual realm it's a bit of a pastiche of like all the realms this is officially the land of untold stories and it's filled with <laughs> escapees and uh, people that are seeking refuge uh, you know people that i guess just wanted to get away from their realm what did we think the of this land
0: of reject <laughs> the land of rejected stories that has, that wasn't asked for the yes or the island of, the of misfit Story. toys Yes, I was just thinking that. <laughs> God. I was, I was like, looking through everything to just be like, do I, do I recognize any one of, like, these, like, bits and pieces of, of this? And I recognize something,
1: not everything.
0: Mm. So I, I wanted, like, later on in the episode, like, to, to find out from you guys, like, did you catch any, like, future maybe stories? within this. I was yeah. not trying to
1: watch the episode that hard.
0: Because I just wanted to say, like, did y'all hear Agrabah mentioned? I noticed Yeah, looked like they were from Agrabah. I didn't I see like, it
2: mentioned oh. but I, I did see that? people that looked like they could be from Agrabah.
0: Yeah. I'm like, what is y- that? Y'all have been hinting at aladdin and agrabah since season one and you gave me like oh. this poison from like cobras from agrabah like the first half of this season you, you well, guys and just want to give me aladdin and jasmine please and, and have it, them be minorities
3: and it's super interesting because like i think it was like a week or so ago they did the whole um oh i lost the name of the hot seat Interviews with EW and someone asked, Are we gonna see Aladdin and Jasmine? And they said, Ooh, can't say. And so and then they hint to this in the finale, so like, I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's it's on its way. I'm hoping you're right. Because really hoping. Like And like also, I don't know if anyone else noticed that the three Musketeers were in the background. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I
2: noticed and I I I saw Cowboys.
3: Yeah! And then, like, there were sailors from, um... Was it Moby Dick or Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? Can't remember which one. They were right by the Three Musketeers.
2: Oh, that's interesting. It was from one of them. It'd be funny if... And I'm I'm trying, because I always get angry when other people do it, when they rush too far into the episode. So I'm trying not to rush until the end. But it'd be interesting if something that I've always said, where they end up visiting different realms throughout the season if that motif doesn't come to fruition with these untold stories.
0: I saw somebody that looks like Esmeralda in the background with the the same... Yeah! I saw someone else mention that. Like... Because she had on the dress and everything. She had on the dress and, like, the top um, the head, the scarf, the headpiece. Yeah. I, like... I was combing through all of this, like, and while I was doing that, I was like, oh, a lot of these people look like they come from, like, black and white, like, Victorian theme. Like, they they look (laughs) like they come from there. That makes me sad. (laughs) They look steampunky. And I love, I love how walking through it, like... Snow White, who is a fairy tale character, is like, What world am I from? Did I just go into a fairy tale? Snow, you can't can't talk. But it really does look like they're walking through a convention or something. There's like people in top hats, people as like pirates and stuff. It actually
2: reminded me of the set, and I can't remember what episode it was, but it was the the episode where Regina played the peddler. Was that the one? Was that the Geppetto um episode?
3: No, that was the Mad Hatter one, wasn't it? Yes. Because he goes to town to buy, and
2: it and he she gives the daughter the bunny rabbit or something. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that sort of like marketplace.
3: It did. it did. I really liked this land. Like, I was super intrigued by this land, and it makes me really excited for the next season. That was. I thought it was an interesting idea for a land.
0: It really did feel like there was, like, a cosplayer's land or something, because there was a girl in a purple tutu it, like and, <laughs> like, a pirate garb on top, and I'm just kind of like, really? Really? Like, costume designer, <laughs> what what are you doing? Are She's you... from Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> gosh. So they, li- they got people, and they're like, hey, y'all want to be part of next season? We need you to be, like, minorities. Like, like, like we-, we need you to, like, play... Characters in the background and we would appreciate it if you came in the costumes that you came into this convention with That would be nice <sighs> <laughs> But like it's it's true and there were It's just it's a really weird area and the gears and stuff and the hot air balloons Really made me think that it was going to be like Transylvania land Sadness.
2: Yeah it was disappointing. Okay, we, a quick shout out to the title card, uh, which uh, totally uh, sort of bypassed it to chat about this land. But for those that did notice or didn't notice, there was actually nothing special about the title card, which uh, it symbolized the destruction of magic. Dun 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 I
1: was just going to do that, Priscilla!
0: <laughs> Taken from you, <laughs> oh
1: My god, you really are! You're coming after me
2: this episode. Too funny. So let's pick things up in New York City. Because a whole lot of mess happens in New York City. We have Gold in his hotel room. He calls up room service. But he doesn't care about the food, even though the order was uh, screwed up. All he wants is the sterling silver tray from the concierge. And right before he leaves, he's like, um, (laughs) one more thing. What did we think was going to happen? I
0: have no idea. He rips his heart out. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to rip his heart out and be like, keep quiet. Hashtag satanic rituals. (laughs) This is the best scene. I'm like, (laughs) didn't you just choke some cross guard out because you didn't want to pay like a dollar and ten cents and you gave this guy a (laughs) hundred dollars? priorities.
2: You know what? That is he true. Didn't he didn't want to pay $15, but yet he, he had $100. He didn't
1: want to break the 100 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh.
2: So stupid.
0: Uh, do you see? Oh gosh. Oh, no.
2: Well, uh, we find out where gold is, or everyone does, because there's a creepy purple lightning thunderbolting cloud over a hotel Ash,
0: literally no <laughs> i know you're I, I know you're from new york so you should know but like if weird shit like that happened and you're just like it's it's just another day in new york would you be like oh, the people
2: in oh, ghostbusters okay. didn't notice
1: if you want me to be completely honest with you if people in manhattan saw that happening it would be PTSD to what happened on nine eleven. Like people would be oh. running and screaming. It's like so it true. really, really hit people here. And whenever something like that, even like remotely resembles it, like I, my boss herself has severe PTSD from it, and it's been eleven years now.
0: It that would not go over well. It feels That's weird because like. I don't know. Like they had to have blocked off like the street or something to have like Henry be able to go over there and like the green screen to happen for the building and stuff because they they did these li- like live in New York. So it, it it's weird to me that they didn't have people being like ah that was Canada away from stuff like that was Canada yes
2: that was not New York
0: yeah no, but yeah there no something? it wasn't New York oh Canadians run. <laughs> well we have a couple
2: people running into that direction but before emma can do anything she receives a text from granny who knew granny could text basically filling them in that selena hook and her parents have disappeared in through a portal and they haven't returned and sorcerer's wand and all this kind of stuff regina ends up doing a little uh, spy versus spy type of thing by going to gold's hotel room and basically she's like i want to be dark again the evil queen is here i've lost too much you know fill me in on what you've been doing emma sneaks in and tries to steal the olympian crystal but of course gold knows what they were trying to do and he's like the only reason i was uh you know trying to uh you know chat with you is to get this a strand of selena's hair so that he can figure out what realm bell is in because obviously it must be in the same realm that selena's in because it's only with the sorcerer's wand that uh, Pandora's boxed bell would be able to vanish and uh, right as when like uh, right at the time when gold was about to fireball regina and emma in comes bum ba da henry to save the day he's like uh-oh you ain't gonna do that and he holds up the uh, dark grail and it sucks up gold's fireball and then it sucks up everything all of the power from the olympian crystal and then there's a whoosh and everyone's like what the fuck? And Henry's like, I destroyed all magic! And then he gets filled in, um, well, you do realize that, like, half of our family is, like, stuck in another realm now, and you might destroy Storybrooke. And then he's like, it's not my fault! And he runs away.
0: Whoops! Like, god damn it, Henry! Like, did you not think this through? Hormones. Hormones.
2: Yeah, and so Gold fills them in that Storybrooke isn't going to be destroyed. He just said that, you know, so there's a little bit more urgency in getting Henry. But, what a I know, but he does know of someone who has magic in the in that realm. So, Emma decides to go after Henry, and Regina goes with Gold. And, uh, apparently, the magical person that we were going to see again is... Granny, no, it's the dragon. Does everybody remember the dragon?
0: They need to call him Mushu already. (laughs) Stop with the whole dragon nonsense. He is Mushu.
2: Yes, and he is alive. He is not dead, as Tamara had claimed uh, that he had died. And he agrees to help. But he's not going to help Rumpelstiltskin. No, there's darkness in you. But you, there's a little bit of conflict in you. There's the light and the dark. And, you know, we better hope that the good side wins. But I will help you. And so, um well let's pause for a second so we have henry who ran away emma finds him and he's like how'd you find me he's like well remember back when we didn't have memories and this kind of stuff and we were living in new york we used to come here and make wishes and so i knew you'd be here and i don't know it was such a uh, uh, it was just such a weird scene don't you think the first time they were at the fountain
0: I love that, how she's like, Violet, can you please leave? Sure, bye! <laughs> like, yeah, that I was kind of funny. Like, and she's just wandering around <laughs> New York City by herself, I'm like, she's in a new realm, did you just tell her to leave? The only people that she knows? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, I, I thought it was sweet. I thought that, I don't know, it's... It, they did spend that year together, and it's never mentioned what they do. It's never mentioned that they did have a life in New York for a while. So this, yeah, yeah. This was nice.
3: I
2: guess it was nice, yeah. and it was. A-
3: this- I like how they kind of mentioned it too. Yeah. Um, just to remind us, guess what? We were in New York for a year. That's right. Forgot about that, and kind of tie it in, I guess, to this, this great. Fantastic finale. Oh my gosh.
2: That was so <laughs> shady. Well, back in Chinatown, Emma has been summoned. Everyone is there. And a lotus flower in the water that the dragon's using to uh, see if they can communicate with the realm that they're trapped in. And uh, they they see everybody and they're like, oh, they're in danger. And so... Uh, the dragon tries to see if somehow they can communicate with that realm or bring them back from the realm, but his magic is not strong enough, and That's he's. One of
0: my favorite camera angles of the episode where you just see like the camera pointing up from the pool, and you just see everybody like, "Oh, huh? what's going on there?" Like, the actors must have had so much fun just peering down at a camera, and show wonderment and awe. Oh, like that, that just looked like fun
2: yes and so but the dragon's like that's all that i can do but you you can make things happen and uh, but they're like this is a land without magic and he's like yeah well that's what they call it but there's magic everywhere you just have to believe and so we'll pause right here because then we have a scene that happens that we'll get into in a moment let's catch up with what's going on in the land of untold stories so okay so dr jekyll and the group end up heading back to dr jekyll's old apartment when um, he used to work at the hospital and uh he has this serum and um, there was this flower that he had been cultivating and he's like oh you know this will you know get rid of uh hide forever and they still don't really know what's happening but he ends up using the sap from the flower puts it into the serum that he had already prepared and then it turns sort of magical this this serum and um we have uh mr pool arrive and interrupts everything and uh, pool forces uh dr jekyll to turn into mr hyde and then that's when mary margaret's like okay i know what this story is and Hook is like, who the fuck is he- is Jekyll, who's Hyde?
0: J- J- Hook is playing oh the, 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 the Emma moment where she's like, really? He's real too? Like, he's, he's doing that shit? But uh, still, that that is one of my favorite moments, Snow being incredulous that this story exists. <laughs> like, your name is like, Snow the heck? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
2: It's fantastic. And so uh, he he basically is like, you know, run away, run away. And so they all run away, and uh, Mr. Hyde actually uses the serum on himself, and it completely splits Jekyll from... Hyde, and uh, Hyde is ready to kill Jekyll, but Hook arrives, and Hookifies Hyde, and Zelina uses her magic on Poole, and then Snow uses Poole's uh, doodad to zap Hyde, and, uh, you know, knocks him unconscious, and then they flee. Oh, but but Jekyll does take some of his serum and tools. You know Hook was
0: just super stoked to be, like, this... This fucker choked me out last episode I can finally repay the favor and like just slice him and dice him from the back yes, <laughs> it was so satisfying to see him actually use the hook on somebody again it was Does satisfying
1: to use
3: this why not
0: <laughs> it was satisfying seeing snow be badass again like this is she, she totally remember like, took-
1: she's not Mary Margaret anymore Exactly. No, much. but I
2: love that jenny is very pregnant in that scene, so she must feel like awesome. I didn't
1: hide it. I know they real
2: they did a horrible job hiding it this episode, but I as you know, I well, I've never been a pregnant woman, but so but I would think that being a pregnant woman and like getting the chance to like do like an action sequence must feel awesome.
0: It must feel awesome or to awkward. finally be able to well, use that magic. Too. Like she never she never gets to use magic. She never gets to be like pretend that she has a wand in her hand or anything, and now she got to.
2: Yeah, except for the alternate universe one when she was evil.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, that was that. Why are you reminding me of other fi- finales that are better than this oh, one? Oh gosh.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of other things that are better. Let's talk about the scene. Well, right before we talk about the scene. So they, they escape, and they're running through the realm. But they're, and they're trying to, like, zigzag all over the place. You know, running away from Hyde. But they end up running right into Hyde. All right, so let's head back to New York City. Henry gets inspired. And uh, he takes them all to the fountain where he made the wishes. And he's like, you know, this is magic. And, uh, you know, let's all start, you know making wishes and so they they're throwing coins into the fountain and then the olympian crystal starts lighting up and so he's like we need more of this we need more we need more and so Henry decides to stand on top of uh, a um, stone lion and screams, People of New York City! Magic is real! Magic is fun! Magic is wonderful! I need y'all to help me! My family is trapped in another realm! And I need y'all to throw your coins into the fountain and make wishes! And, um, like would happen in real life everybody yeah. stopped what they were doing and started throwing their chain their cha- loose change into the fountain and the Olympian crystal starts glowing and then the fountain's water like whooshes up and then disappears and out poofs snow charming hook Zelina, and dr jekyll and then the crowd cheers and then everyone realizes oh they think this must be a show
0: Two things. Exactly. This, one is like, while while this is playing, like I totally got like, when you believe, like that song from the Prince of Egypt, like fucking Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, like singing that in the background, <laughs> like just believe, and it'll happen. Like, oh my god. But I, and for anyone that like, I liked it. I didn't think it was like bad corny. I thought it was like. The type of corny that you see whenever you see, like, an enactment of, like, Peter Pan on stage and they're like, Tinkerbell's dying! We all want you to clap your hands! Clap your hands if you believe in magic! Like, if you believe in fairies and, like, and the little light shines again and Tinkerbell wakes up. Like, it's 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 that kind of thing. Like, that was a very, like, do you believe in miracles? Like, do you believe in magic sort of thing. I liked it.
2: Priscilla, you are wonderful but you are wrong. This was horrible. And listen, this is a show about love, true love, hope and uh, transformations and magic and wonderful, all that kind of stuff. But this was the most tooth achingly saccharine scene that I've ever seen in my life. I cringed. I was embarrassed for everybody that was there. I was, it was just horrible. It was so stupid. And I just, there's like none of it that, there's no ounce of reality in that scene. Like, it was...
0: Because it's supposed to be magical! What the hell? Oh, like, yeah. No,
2: a, a, we'll watch. talk to a New Yorker. Ash, if a boy would have climbed on top of a stone lion and said what he said, would the people have paid attention to him?
1: A majority of them would have walked away. Exactly. And moved to a different spot, but it's very common on the streets and in the subways for people to try to like show other people their craft and these I can totally understand that they would have thought that it was an act like hey I'm gonna show you a magic trick everyone look at me and focus on this and just believe for a second that everything can be perfect and there's magic in the world and you can help save my family and then all of a sudden these people pop out of nowhere people would would not understand
0: how they like, did it, but it'd be a fantastic act. Yeah, they'd, they'd consider it kind of like a sideshow. Like, Like, we see this a ton in the strip, like, we see it with, like, magicians, like, chain, like, picking out, like, your card from their deck of cards, or, like, doing, like, stunts on the strip, so, like, it's... It's just a, a show, like, to show that magic exists in this world, and... I don't know, I thought it made sense, like, especially with what the dragon said earlier, that, like, they don't, like, this shouldn't be the land with no magic. Like, there is, you just have to look for
1: it. I just think it was so stupid how Henry was not, like, more disappointed, like, oh my god, they thought it was, it was fake, like,
0: and he got over it immediately, like, Well, this is a dude that wanted to destroy
2: magic ten minutes ago, and then he was like, we need magic.
0: It sucks because on Tumblr and everywhere they call it, like remember they, they they always like preface him as believer because like he has the heart of the truest believer. So it's really odd to me to see somebody like I don't know not believe in people and not be like well they they don't believe now but they're like but they did believe for that glimmering for that little bit of a second and that's what matters. Like there there are bits of Henry. That that you see, like, from season one and season two, like, where he's a, he's a boy that believes in magic, and he believes in the good in people. And I didn't see that here. He's he's very jaded. It's like after seasons of this bullshit, people don't believe in magic? Oh, I've had enough of them. Angst. Angst. Angst.
2: It was horrible.
0: <laughs> you are, like... You would be one of those people that just walks away. Like, come on. I would have. I really
2: would have. Seriously. That's my change, people.
3: Half of me me is like... When I was watching it, I was like, really?
2: Oh, but wait. Here's the the weirdest part. Right before you go, Katie. Then, in the... uh, the Land of Untold Stories, all of a sudden, the pennies were falling from the sky. So the pennies were falling from the sky, but the portal appeared on the ground.
1: Have you That's ever seen the movie... Physics? Have you, have you ever <laughs> seen the movie As Above, So Below?
2: So that, so <laughs> they basically they're in uh, the, like the circles of hell?
1: No, like, spoiler alert, like the last... 30 seconds of the movie where they have to climb up through a hole, or climb down through a hole, and they end up coming out of a pothole. So then why, like weren't,
2: why weren't the pennies uh, not coming down, but, like, popping up?
3: Because that's what makes the most sense gravity. in terms of gravity, yeah. Like, the right. pennies aren't going to come sprouting up from the ground.
2: So why wasn't the portal up in this? I don't know. It made no damn sense. So that
3: they could get to it. Because you gotta jump into a portal. It's more dramatic. Oh gosh. (laughs) Katie,
2: continue (laughs) on. Your thoughts on it.
3: Well, I was just going to say, you know, half the time I was watching it, I was like, this is kind of dumb. This doesn't make, like, it doesn't make sense realistically. But then when you look at it objectively from the point of view that this is a, a show about fairy tales that are actually, you know, true and magic is actually a thing it's kind of fun like i don't know like i don't know
2: katie would be throwing 20 dollars bills into the fountain
3: i was like okay this is kind of dumb but when i look at it from the context of the actual show it's cute you know it's it's what the show is rooted in, in belief and hope. So, you know, looking at it from the show's perspective, it was fun, but half of me is still like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense, but okay.
1: I think it's a great setup for what the entire series is gonna end on. Like, like this whole series has been to make Emma believe in magic, that there is such a thing. And now Henry has shown that he has the ability to at least make people believe for a moment that maybe that's what he's gonna do and that's what the series is gonna end on is the entire world
0: believing in magic. See? Yeah. I, you guys say realistically, but that's the point that this is magic, that this bends reality, that this bends what you expect from things, like and just Set-wise, it's just a lot easier to throw coins from the top as opposed to just, like, somehow angle the camera in a way, like, so you pop coins from the bottom of the ground. Like, it, that would have made, like, it would have been harder to shoot and would have kind of made, like, no sense. Yeah, it's it's uh, real versus CGI.
3: Yeah. Plus, it was fun to see, like, their reactions. Like, Hyde was like, what the heck? <laughs> There's coins falling from the sky. And it was it was fun. I I liked them falling from the sky. It was interesting to see them coming from that angle, and to it, be like, oh, this isn't just rain. This is actual like coins falling from the freaking
0: sky. Like what? I liked it. It feels <laughs> like that that I don't know if it's a southern thing or something, but like I've heard before that like pennies are wishes from heaven that fall like to the sky. Like so like you you pick one up and like you make like your own luck. With it, like it, it kind of felt like that. With like pennies falling to the ground, like that. That was, I don't know. I, I saw a whole bunch of sweet moments with that. Like, but I also felt like shit. People are throwing their pennies really aggressively. Like, in, in, in like make a fairy tale land. Like th- these people are getting beat by coins.
2: Oh gosh.
0: Making it rain.
2: Literally. Alright, so everyone's reunited and uh little time afterwards, Regina has some time to think. She's like she's she's there with uh, Snow, you know, they're doing the whole cocoa thing, although Regina's gets spiked because she doesn't just do the cocoa with the cinnamon. They have a really nice heart to heart because uh Snow I think Snow has said this before, but like Snow like looked at Regina and she was like, you know, we forgive you. We you know Everything that you've done in the past, we forgive you for that. And Regina's still like, you know, I'm going to be haunted by the evil queen forever. And so Snow is like, well... Maybe not. It is revealed that uh, Dr. Jekyll has another dose of the separation serum. It's a complete dose, just one more time. And this could help... Regina get rid of the Evil Queen that's deep down inside of her. So Regina is like, okay, let me do this by myself. You know, I can handle it. But Snow and Emma are like, no, we're here for you. We're gonna be right here. So Snow injects the serum into Regina's arm after some struggle and some amazing CGI. Right in front of Regina is the Evil Queen. And, uh, so, uh, Emma, with some of her magic, chains down the, uh, evil queen, and the evil queen starts taunting Regina, you don't have the guts to do it, look at you, you know, you could have been me, I could have been in power, and all this kind of stuff, and then Regina rips the evil queen's heart out, crushes it, destroying her darkness, apparently, the evil queen sort of turns into ash and disappears and since i mean there's no way that we can talk about this without talking about what happens next let's just wrap up this section of the storyline so after everyone is left and returned back to storybrook the evil queen's uh i guess we'll call it spectral presence the ash is whooshing through new york city no one's paying attention in New York. There's this dark cloud of whoosh surrounding them. And uh, the, uh, this uh, evil queen essence appears in front of the dragon. And uh, basically she's like, Regina thinks that she can get rid of me. And uh, she reaches into the dragon, rips out his heart. And she's like, the queen is back. All right, let's talk about the Evil Queen.
0: Number one, I've I've mentioned this before, but y'all y'all need some magic dust busters to like collect the dust and to realize this is. Well, this, this one was weird. different because it's the different. They, like, the
2: dust sort of blew away. There's there's no way they could have collected that.
0: This these are the same like genius people that are like you know what we're gonna split the bad from the good. Like if y'all are gonna come up with that plan, like think about it, what's gonna oh happen gosh could you imagine they could like, split rumple well well no oh my god no there's no they good can't part. because there's no good oh <laughs> but like
1: have we we've never seen anyone come back after having their heart crushed have we never
2: well this never. is different because the evil queen is not a person
1: but now Did she it? is
2: I don't know if you actually become a person like
1: She crushed the heart. That she turned into dust.
2: I don't think. Yeah, I just because she's not a person though. She's not a person though.
1: She is now.
2: I don't think that makes you a person. We still need to figure out exactly what that does. I don't think Hyde is really a person either.
0: That's gonna happen the next season. You know it. You know it's gonna be about her battling like her dark side like in the flesh that way we get a ton more regina scenes but we're gonna realize in the end that she needs to accept both sides of her personality so she's gonna absorb herself she's gonna accept it yeah and that you can't really kill her without killing real regina like you know it like this is this is all like set up for for next season and like i can already read you the story like i I
1: don't know i just Pissed that they didn't wait until next season and just have Regina, like, fight, like, you know, like, fight with her evil queen inside of her and, like, maybe, like, do something really bad and be like, I I don't know why I just did that. Like, actually show that she's been fighting it behind the scenes and then give her the ability to inject herself, give her that option instead of just, like, oh, hey, we got some drugs that you can shoot up in your arm that'll split your brain in
0: half. Oh my god.
2: Good grief. I what I think would have been more interesting and I'm mad that they didn't do this was let's say Emma and Snow end up leaving the roof and Regina does it by herself and then all of a sudden the evil queen overpowers Regina and like has her locked up somewhere and then you have the evil queen pretending to be Regina.
1: Yeah. It's so going to happen next season. Well, yeah,
2: I'm sure it will at some point, yeah. But that would have been interesting thought, from out the gate.
3: It would have been super interesting if they did it to, like, the other characters. Like, you could have Snow and Dark Snow and Emma and Dark Hook. Oh, uh, I would not be surprised if Hook they did that. Oh, That would be so Please interesting,
0: not, like, though. I'm so sick of Dark Hook. Please don't have him come back on this sh- oh. Okay. <laughs>
2: Maybe they'll have Dark Granny.
0: Yeah, you (laughs) saw her with a crossbow, like going up against the dwarf. Damn right. (laughs) But I just okay. This scene, I hated it the first the first time around. I was just kind of like, this is just your cheap way of getting more Regina scenes for next season. Like, what the hell? Like you ruined a whole like like a bunch of seasons worth of her character growth and learning to define herself as something beyond the evil queen. And it 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 pissed me off. But then I remembered what the tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was that he, that Dr. Jekyll was doing bad things in the beginning, but what he, when he created the serum, it was so he could split like his, like, bad side from his good and be able to like do bad things without being recognized but in the end he ha- like everybody has to reconcile the fact that if you split all of yourself if you if, if you create like essentially a sociopathic being like there you're rejecting a big part of yourself and you can't survive that way so thematically i'm looking forward to what happens like with regina now now that i think of it in that term
2: That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's what I've come to think, because
3: when I first thought, I was kind of like, well, this is like making it so that we can pass off the blame of everything Regina's done on, oh, it's just Eva Queen inside of her, but no, not really, because this is her splitting herself is just a metaphor for, you know, the dark side of her and the good side of her. It's not, you know, an actual person or whatever. And so, I think it's going to be interesting to explore the different themes that they can go through with this and seeing how Regina reacts to this and how, you know, if It is a matter of accepting the darkness inside of you and um, changing despite that, knowing that it's still inside of you and you're not going to be able to get rid of it, but still choosing what's right instead. So I think there's a lot of interesting themes that they can work with this and there's a lot of good lessons that they can teach to this too. I just hope that they go that route rather than a different
2: route Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. interesting insights from both ladies I like it
0: just two things please don't have evil queen hide like a romantic thing because I remember you guys you saying before that like if they bring like steampunk Transylvania land like Dracula might come and he'd be like interesting like fuck Hyde would be terrible like I want him to be the bad guy without, like, any romantic entanglement. So just as a side note, like, writers, if, if any of you Selena. hear this, <laughs> don't have that happen. Like, we already <laughs> saw Evil Hyde. Hyde. Exactly.
3: I don't know, I think, like, not necessarily romantic, but I think their dynamic could be super interesting.
2: God, and add gold into the mix.
3: Not, not and, like, like,
0: romantic, but just in general. They better not and have, have another fucking it's... redemption arc with 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 Rumple, like by being like, if we split him, maybe there'll be like a good and a bad side. Maybe we'll be able to split the Dark oh. One again, again. Yeah, that's uh, what I, get, I mentioned. But the... then
2: y'all said he has no good side.
0: He's gonna yes. die. <laughs> just
1: watch, like, if he they inject him with him, and he just like spasms and nothing. Happens.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> he turns into dust.
1: Wouldn't that be great?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Well, all right, let's wrap you don't up.
1: Act like you're not thinking the same damn thing. Oh gosh,
2: let's wrap up the two little bits left. So over in the land of untold stories, Hyde is throwing a freaking pissy fit over everyone escaping and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, our good friend Rumble Stillskin arrives. I guess he had slipped through the portal in search of Bell, and uh, he warns Hyde, and he's uh, basically like, I'm going to kill you for everything you did, uh, but then he ends up making a deal with Hyde, because Hyde says, you know, we're here in a realm where little bits of people from all over the place show up, and I know a thing or two about how you can wake your wife... From the Sleeping Curse. And so they end up making a deal. We'll pause that. Because that catches up to us. When we return to Storybrooke. So everyone returns to Storybrooke. And um, in an interesting sort of wink and nod. Violet. Reveals that her father. Did not return to Camelot. Because he is originally. From this realm. The Land Without Magic. He is a Connecticut Yankee. In King, king arthur's, arthur's court i was like oh gosh
0: i love that i was like yay! Yeah. and then there's there's another similarity she said sh- she shares with henry now that they're both magically de- like magically descended from like into normalcy yes and then, and like, then magic again and then that's,
2: that's when they kiss
0: they're gonna be true mm. love no not true love when you're like a preteen There, no such <laughs> thing stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Dr. Jekyll returns as well. He's excited to start a new life in Storybrook. And uh, then we have another shipper moment when Emma, finally, it feels like, right? Finally oh tells God. Hook, I love you. And then they share a kiss. Oh, That's so
0: cool. I laughed because everybody what? on Tumblr was freaking out and, and saying, we're going to get a we're going to get a proposal. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. Look, there's a there's a wedding dress in the back. This is going to be epic. And it just turns out to be an I love you and kiss. I I lost my shit. And I lost I lost it like <laughs> later looking at like the, the 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 photos and they're like, "But no, we're going to get a proposal later because look, there's there's a wedding dress in the back." And I look at the I at had, the dress and I'm like, I had "That a dress. Okay.
1: That dress, dress isn't a
0: wedding dress. Yes, it is. It's Emma's, yeah, it is. It's Emma's swan dress from when sh- from when she's in The Dream was Charming. No.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Look no, at the no, This uh-uh. one was, I took a damn picture of it, Priscilla. And I was telling you two nights ago, I have fucking proof that we're going to get
0: a Captain Swan wedding. You, I, I told you, like, people are up in a tizzy about the fact that this is going to be a proposal. Well, <laughs>
1: The other, we got an interview from Adam and Eddie, and Katie might have read it for spoilers, I can't remember if you did or not, or if I read it on Tumblr first, that they were asked in the hot seat, I think it was, that, is there going to be a proposal this season, this um, season finale, and they said outright, no. So yeah. I knew it wasn't a proposal, and I was upset that we had to get that spoiler, that it wasn't going to happen I would have liked to believe it a little longer, but there—you do not put a dress like that in it between like- those characters like that unless you want to send a message.
3: It was like directly in the middle of them. I was like, "Wow, let's be obvious here, guys."
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are uh, y'all are searching.
2: Oh for gosh, search- hashtag uh, yes, white and gold. Hashtag happens? black and blue.
1: Okay. We're not searching. Back. It was right. It was a wedding dress, Priscilla. It was flowy. It didn't have straps like
0: Girl, you just don't it... want to believe. <laughs> you just <laughs> throw some pennies I, I, in the wishing to- well. Oh gosh. I need to throw <laughs> pennies in the wishing well.
2: That's too funny. Well, Regina, she uses her magic to release the magic from the Olympian crystal. And everything returns back to normal in Storybrooke. The crystal even dissolves uh, sort of into Storybrook, for lack of a better word. And, of course, things cannot be normal in Storybrook for five minutes. Because just as that happens, Mr. Hyde appears. And he's like, oh, thank you so much for returning magic to Storybrook. It would be barbaric without magic here. And uh, he fills everyone in on the fact that he now owns Storybrooke. Because remember back in the day, let's go back to season one, Regina is the mayor of Storybrooke, but Gold owned the town. So now uh, Hyde owns the town, and he has his friends that are going to be very happy to complete their stories, uh, their untold stories in Storybrooke. And Hyde is very happy because he has been looking for a place just like this all this time. And then uh, Regina's like, yeah, well, you know what? I know your story. And your story doesn't end well. But then Hyde tells her that darkness is hard to kill off. The one thing that I'm going to be curious about is if they brought the entire realm with them, where the fuck are they living? Because Storybrook is only so big. They're all why in the forest. Do
0: people, why do these people want to own Storybrook so bad? Like, this is a small town. Like, you've had worlds. Why? Why here? Why? Like, there's not even magic here until, like, somebody, like, tries really hard. There's a magical despot that's always fighting here. Like, Rumple. Why? Why does Storybrooke matter so much? I don't know. Like, I'm just so tired of people being like, I want to take over this. Storybrooke, like, there's worlds. We've figured out that there's worlds. Go go, go! get something else. Come up with a better like reason for a villain to be there. Because it's
2: Storybrooke. Oh gosh. Any other thoughts <laughs> on the final <laughs> moments of the season?
3: I liked it. I know it's kind of... When I first saw it, I was like, oh, of course course, the evil queen's back mm-hmm, but I think it's interesting I think it's going to open up a lot of doors and I'm really interested to see where season 6 goes like I think I feel like it's going to be refreshing and like a season 1-esque vibe yeah
2: I think so too I feel like it's we're going to be introduced to new characters and they'll sort of be recurring kind of like in season 1 and I guess they're going to help them not necessarily find their happy endings, but like, I guess complete their stories, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand yeah, what yeah, Hyde's agenda is going to be, though. Storybook. they're not in some land, it Which is s- interesting to me. It makes
0: me sad that we, the first half of like this finale, like w- he was all pissy because like apparently Rumple did something to him, but Rumple comes along. He's like, no, all things are forgiven so long as you like. Take me with you to this small little town. Like, huh? I I need some more backstory here on them, and I hope we get it because as of now, like, Hyde was turning out to be such an awesome champ, and he was chumped this last this last part of it. All of this for Belle in the Box. Like Ugh. Oh.
2: I did it for you, dearie.
0: And my power. <laughs> After this. After this show, deer has been ruined for me. I can't hear somebody say dear without just like physically like recoiling. Oh, I don't mind deer.
2: I, I can't do deary. Ugh. God damn it.
0: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get
2: into the MVP. All right, now the most valuable player for the season finale. Who's the MVP in your eyes? Who shall I begin with? Priscilla.
0: I'm going to give it to Snow actually cuz Jesus how <laughs> damn it <laughs> cuz I thought it was oh, so much We have her like being snow white and like taking pools like weapon and using it against Hyde like who like looks scary at the beginning and uh, we have her also, like, talking to Regina and having that, like, sweet moment where she's like, we forgive you, you know, and we're here for you. And she came up with a ridiculously terrible idea that's going to lead into me getting more Regina next season, so thank you. Thank you, Snow.
2: Hashtag will damn. Alright, I'm gonna go next, and I pick hide Because... Sorry, because even though uh, Priscilla is kind of poo-pooing all over him, I have a feeling he's going to be an interesting villain next season, and I'm curious to find out his motivation. You know, all the machinations and all that kind of stuff as to why he wanted Storybrooke, what his beef is with Rumple, and uh, just really like why he needs this town to sort of have these unfinished. I don't want to say unfinished business, because that's kind of like what we did with In the Underworld, but these untold story people and why they need to be in Storybrook, And uh, the actor's really good, so if they wanted someone who can play creepy well, they picked a good person. So, my MVP is Mr. Hyde. Katie, your MVP.
0: I don't have anybody.
3: Um... hmm.
0: I literally don't have anybody. You didn't like Regina? You didn't like the dragon? <sighs> Henry? Not Henry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, okay, um, I'm, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna go with Regina. For, I didn't think that she was actually going to, like, crush... Supposedly crushed the heart of this evil queen right away, or you know, I didn't. I didn't know if she would or not, and she did. So she took charge of it there. So I guess she's my MVP for that moment.
2: Oh gosh, she pulled Regina out of thin air. I love it.
3: <laughs> I don't, literally, I don't even know.
2: <laughs> and Ash, Henry, really. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> for Katie, Katie, come on, for the one line that I had wished for our family to be complete. And he said that Hook was the one that came. And just, like, inadvertent Captain Swan, thank you, Henry, Captain Swan believer.
0: Y'all are ridiculous. That Apparently, Mr. Dr. Jekyll is also a new part of this family because he was wished into. too. Yes.
2: He's the godfather of
1: any ideas just watch selena marries him and then he's like the
0: great uncle it sucks that he looks like archie like
2: but he might be an excellent lover
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know why i said that why (laughs) that looks looks gross
2: (laughs) oh gosh katie save us please
1: I
3: will. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into the spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert.
0: Spoiler
2: alert.
3: You can, as always, check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybook weekly mirror and my site at storybook You'll definitely want to stick with us throughout the hiatus there's sure to be a lot of spoilers coming out whether it be casting news um lots of stuff from comic-con i'm sure and july filming spoilers lots of great stuff so you're definitely going to want to keep checking back for that the new i don't was she like the head of abc
2: yes abc Dun- president Bunny? channing yeah, Dungey.
3: Yes, the new ABC president, Channing Dungy. Um, she was talking about um, the different strategies that they've used. Like, um, the past few years, they've been using the big gap strategy for the shows. Like, for instance, Once Upon a Time plays nonstop, 11 episodes or 10 or whatever. And then they take, like, a two, three-month hiatus. And then they play the next half of the season before the summer Um hiatus. So, this is what she said about that. She said, We're not doing as big a gap strategy as we may have done in the past with regards to benching shows such as Once Upon a Time and Grey's Anatomy for multiple months and midseason. There's going to be certain shows that have slightly longer breaks and certain ones that have very short breaks. I prefer not to have big gaps, but this is the beginning of the evolution of this new strategy. So... Looks like we might not have to worry about big gaps. Yay! We're not going to be in the show hole for
0: very long then.
3: Yeah, which like I'm excited and not excited for because during Season 2 when they were still doing the not big gap thing, their ratings were... starting to suffer really bad because of that and like they'd go on break they'd be like we're gonna play one episode and then two week break and then another episode and then a three week break and then another episode and then a one week break so i'm kind of nervous that that might happen again if they decide to do that
2: yeah i, I think in the quote uh, she alleged that or it sounds as if some shows might not be on it and some shows might still do it i kind of hope that once yeah. still does it?
3: Yeah, it just makes the most sense because once airs on Sunday nights, which is with all of the award shows and stuff, which are, you know, repeatedly in this early spring months. So, they would be, pr- once upon a time, would not Pre-empted be able to alive. air very often. So, I guess we'll find out what happens if we're going to do a long gap again or not. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, also uh, it was announced that Once Upon a Time will be staying in the 8 o'clock on a Sunday night time slot. So you don't have to worry about changing your time slots or anything that the show will be airing, so that's great. Um... Also, kind of like a little bit of an interesting um, thing, Kelly texted me the other day and said that Nielsen added 100,000, I think it was, new TV households, and it's going to take effect, I think, before the next season starts. So, we might see an increase in ratings because of that, possibly. Um... Well, it will be interesting to see if we do get kind of a boost in ratings because Mm -hmm. the ratings this season for all shows have been kind of crappy. Except for CBS, because
2: apparently people only watch CBS. CBS. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to, especially nowadays with smart TVs and with uh, like satellites and like the digital services and whatnot, because I have um, have DirecTV. I have, um, my DirecTV is called a genie. And so it's got apps and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff in it. You would think that Nielsen would team up with some of the bigger satellite and cable <laughs> providers. Yeah. And uh, they provide some sort of app so that it's almost like Netflix where you have to like set up a profile. And before you start viewing, you select your profile. And then it knows all of your you know uh, biographic not biographic but like you know stats and stuff so that it knows if you're between yeah. you know if you fall into this uh, age range if you're male if you're female and so they could track it a little bit better and you know they they could like uh, obviously it's For some people, it would be like an invasion of privacy, but it could be something that's voluntarily set up where, I don't know, maybe you get a $5 credit on your account every month for allowing Nielsen to uh, know what you view. But, I mean, I just don't understand why they haven't done something like that. I
3: know. It would give them more of an accurate representation. Like, right now, they don't have an accurate representation. Exactly. Like, it's not an accurate representation at all, but... I don't know. Yeah. And so you
2: think we'll nowadays with like... technology they'd be able to fix that.
3: No, I, mean, I know being,
0: exactly it's like being see. a Nielsen family <laughs> it sucks. Like they don't even like have it equipped to like where you can report on like online, like you have to fill out like a paper a pen and paper survey and mail it and bring it back and mail it like all the time. Like it's it's annoying. Yeah,
2: I did it once for like a month. Mm-hmm. But I guess they didn't like me because they didn't use me again.
1: Aw Can pick sucks. or do you Can you like ask to be a Nielsen person? You get approached no, you to, to, to be, be it. it
2: I remember when they approached me They actually sent me a $20 bill For that one month
3: Oh shoot mm. Sign me the fuck
2: up I know right <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, anyways, there might be some changes or boosts in ratings next season. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll cross our fingers. Um, And then during the ABC Upfronts, Channing Dungy had said about the show, she said, or someone asked, has Lana Perea's Regina freed herself of the evil queen or taken one step closer to the darkness? She said, wait and see. Next season will be about whether Regina... You know, flees the darkness, embraces it, or learns to deal with it. So, that's definitely kind of the theme, I guess, of next arc, at least. And then, there was an EW article that came out with the Easter eggs from the storybook storybook of the Untold Stories. And they had, here's the stuff that they caught. They caught that Don Quixote was in there. They caught that a very obscure, random fairy tale was in there called The Water Babies. Um, it's basically called The Water really? Babies, a fairy tale for a land baby, which is a mainstay of British children's literature. The story of morality follows a young chimney sweep transformed into a water baby as he embarks on a journey of repentance in order to become human again.
2: I can't wait for the water baby arc. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lord. I don't know you... if they're even going to do that, but like, that's
0: such an obscure thing to throw in there. So this was associated with Peter Pan and that, and that, um, that writer. So I oh, really it would be interesting to tie them together. Shout Honestly, out to the I can water can babies. Rubiket, like again. Like... I know, right? <laughs> like, uh...
3: So that was in there. Also Gulliver's travels was in there and 20,000 leagues under the sea. Paul Bunyan was in there. Um, The Three Musketeers, as we talked about. There was a Knight of the Holy Grail in there as well. In the scene um, in the town. Um, There was Cowboys. And then Esmeralda was in there, as we saw. The Sailors from Moby Dick. And I think... Oh, some people were suggesting that the Cowboys might have to do with
0: um Pecos Bill I think it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I would speaking as a Southerner, I would love some like tales like from from here like to be brought up. Like that that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill like that'd be so cool. It would be interesting. So I guess I guess we'll see if they
3: expand on these stories. I think it's going to be interesting to see if they do. Um But that's basically it for any spoilers right now. Um, So I guess getting into ratings for the second half of the show was um, it initially got a 1.1 in the demographics and got 3.82 million viewers. Um, And I think in the adjusted overnight ratings, it went up to a 1.2 in the demographics. So it stayed steady in both hours, which is good to know. Um, So that's basically it. Overall, it got a 1.2 in the demographics, which is great, so.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, listeners, join us next time for a special post-mortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookeweeklymirror. Also, like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night,
1: everybody. Good night, guys. Good night.
2: Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror.